It's there. It's one of the Hollywood Kaiju bad boys, Brandon Kirkman. And I'm here to tell you, please rate and review us on iTunes so it can feel like all the hours I put into editing stupid jingles is worth something. Also, a reminder, we have an email at podzukipodcast at gmail.com. Email us any questions, concerns, or erotic fanfictions you have of Godzilla kissing Charles Barkley. Anyways, bye, episode. You get it, come on. It's the image. Render unto Ghidra what is Ghidra's. Ten to one, he sees you through a beaker and a tweezers. Read the fine print and be like, what's the big deal? Spun wheels of steel since broke wheel, big wheel. Back when it was greasy ass curl, now it's easy dread. Had a rhyme on how they used to tease him about his peasy head. Yes, yes, y'all, to the beat. Hey guys, welcome to the Podzuki Podcast, where we're here to talk about Godzilla. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, trying to get our energy up. We're really tired. I'm sorry, guys. You guys are bringing me down. I don't feel that tired at all. But it's true. I fell asleep <laughs> during the last fight, so I should feel more re- re- revitalized yeah. now. Brandon, introduce yourself. Hi guys, it's me, Brandon Kirkman. I am one of your hosts. Hey guys, it's me, Martin Felchman. I'm another one of your hosts. And I'm Luke Evans Flip. And what's that mean? I'm another one of your co-hosts. Okay, I got really yeah. worried. And who's this over there in the corner? It's special it's, special guest. It's Steve Oak. Hey. Yay. I loved your work on Jackass and your inspiring story of sobriety. It's been a battle, but you know, I think that what I've proved is if anyone if I can do it then you know, everyone else might be able to do it. Listen, if I can shoot bottle rockets <laughs> off my dick, then anyone can shoot bottle rockets off their dick. Regardless of their man or woman. Yeah. Okay, now I'm in it now. I wasn't talking about not being, uh, about quitting drugs and drinking, because that's just impossible. Is Steve-O uh, sober now? Yeah. Yeah, he Yeah, is. he was on NPR around that time. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah, Brandon, like, what's the deal? You missing NPR now? I guess you should change his name to Steve No Drugs. <laughs> oh. And that's wow. the end of it. We're done. We're done with this podcast forever now. <laughs> well, he apparently like really wanted to be a stuntman. That's how he got mixed up with Jackass, but... Mm. but I then, don't know. We so we watched uh, Godzilla vs. Mechagodzilla. Is that the name of the movie? Yeah, that's yeah. the one. We got another one after this, the Terror of Mechagodzilla. After Mechagodzilla, yeah. <laughs> I've looked. I've been looking forward to this one because I heard it's good and like started out as one of the best Godzillas ever. But yeah, you know. it's action packed. We're loving it. There's explosions and then boy, it started to drag. Godzilla oh gets God. in there very early. Yeah, and like it starts out with like. Do we even want to talk about the beginning of the human stuff? Because they shoved another monster into this. Yeah. Which was completely unnecessary. Shoved a couple new monsters into that new Well, yeah. Only one, two new monsters if you count Mechagodzilla. Yeah. Uh, I feel like uh, the other monster was there who was Angoras. Like, he, he was there to prove a point. Yeah, that uh, Mechagodzilla's just a fucking cold-blooded dick. Yeah. <laughs> cold-blooded dick, oh, that reminds me of my college days. <laughs> You're going to say it reminds you of your ex-wife. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Well, let's talk about that. We just kept referring to things as our ex-wife when we were getting ready for this, and I, I think it's a bit we should go with, but... Speaking of my ex-wife. Yeah, <laughs> well, like don't that. get me started. Take my wife, please. Yeah. <laughs> What so? What is that joke, anyways? I always it's hear, like you're supposed to be giving. I think it, it's supposed to you're be give, giving an example. I, oh, there's so much shop, shopping going on in the world. Like, like, take my wife, 
Please. <laughs> I think that's the joke. I, I thought someone was like, please physically take my wife away from me. Well, that's that's the what the punchline <laughs> means, but you're, I think it's the context where like it sounds like you're going to make an example, but mm. instead you're just asking somebody to take something that's not your property, a human being. Wait to, a second. Didn't we vote that the concept of take my wife please jokes are a kaiju? Yeah, I don't know what they were ever about, but I just like the phrase. I don't, yeah. think, we talk, did, I don't think we talked about that. Yeah, no, we did. It's right here. The concept of take my wife please jokes. I don't remember voting on that. <laughs> <laughs> this is like a weird mystery hour sometimes where I forget what we've done and then I'm like, oh, that's right, we did do that. <laughs> um... Yeah, so I guess we should start summarizing this movie. It's the usual thing. Guys, big surprise, Godzilla in it. Um, <laughs> it starts off, there's so many characters in this film. They keep introducing more and more. I wrote them down trying to get it all together, but uh, Mashiko Mush- and then Kaisuki are in a cave expedition together the, Like after this, I guess, vision the one weird priestess daughter has. Yeah, yeah. they're watching a expositional dance. <laughs> or something from some long dead royal line, the what do they call him? He she. Yeah. Um they just put it down as Azumi priestesses and Azumi, yeah, yeah. Some like Azumi royalty. Yeah. And they talk about I guess they find like an archaeological thing, like something like does a cave open up? Yeah, there's a cave that opens up that they go to kinda of like do this expedition ex- expedition, oh boy. Um, so I guess it's, it's a bunch of characters, there's a lot to keep track of in this film, but they're all exploring the, the cave, and then, uh, Seiko, or Psycho, I think is how they pronounce it, it's kind of funny, um, but she's another one of the friends of the main group of people, and they're looking around this cave, and they find, like, a weird shiny metal, I want to say. Yeah. Yeah. Like space metal. Space platinum. I mean, they... Space titanium. Space, space titanium. titanium. Yeah. yeah, that's that's a completely different subject. Well, yeah, sp- space platinum, <clears throat> you're fucking rolling for days. <laughs> it doesn't really... They don't really talk about specific properties of space titanium. It doesn't have to be space titanium, but just the stuff that... Mechagodzilla is made out of yeah. yeah. It just, well, just is space titanium. Yeah, can they just called space Knight or something? They should have called it unobtainium, like everyone's favorite movie. <laughs> oh shit! I forget that's. Can we make this whole episode talking about how stupid Avatar is? I fucking hate that. Film. <laughs> I never I, watched it because I didn't give a shit. I was in the theaters. I remember surrounded by people opening night because my dad really wanted to see it. And it was the holidays. And I remember when they first said unobtainium, and I went, come on! <laughs> Out loud. And the thing that made me more upset is that people were upset at me. <laughs> they should have been on board with me. That movie was so boring. I thought, like, James Cameron, like, the, he, he was trying to prove a point. Like, the studio will just let me do fucking anything. Yeah. I made Abyss, motherfuckers. I mean, there's well, bigger ones, but I made Abyss. Well, are they going to make all those sequels that they were talking about? Like, I mean, well, Disney owns Fox now and well i know they already no wait fuck disney already owned the rights to uh to avatar because they fucking made like a hundred avatar rides or whatever at, at various disneylands and worlds. I, mean, I don't mean that uh, uh disney recently bought I, star wars well, a couple years ago and they had star tours no, for years no 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 i listen i don't see them not doing it yeah and that's, that's what there's a there's a cirque du soleil avatar that's how stupid it is <laughs> Only dumb things have a Cirque du Soleil. Yeah. Avatar, French people, dumb. Well, my favorite Cirque du Soleil is the one where they get a live actor to emulate all of the. You know where I'm going with this joker. I'm going to say Andy Cirque du Soleil. <laughs> I, 
<laughs> I just cut myself <laughs> off early. Uh, you know I was in some town and I kept seeing ads for like a steampunk Cirque du Soleil? Oh my god. I can't believe this world's around still. What a piece of shit this planet is. Steampunk <laughs> Cirque du Soleil sounds like the theme of an, of like an anime convention orgy night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Magana, well, we come have... over here, sit on my lap. Let me tell you about how we conceived you. Yeah, we probably keep talking about the movie. Yeah, okay, yeah. so back on track. So our group of too many characters are in the cave. They discover the space metal. And then uh, one of the, I think it was Psycho, says that I had a vision about basically a big monster coming out of the smoke to destroy all of Tokyo and then the world. Yeah, yeah I was so, like, it's fucking better because that's, that's why what... we're watching the movie. Yeah. yeah. So, the movie starts off at a really good pace, too. So, after this, we almost get right away to this weird, large explosion that happens in Mount Fuji. And out of it comes Godzilla, rocking it out, ready to fuck shit up. Oh, yeah, yeah that explosion fucking rules. Yeah. It looks like a wrestler intro. Yeah, yeah, the pyrotechnics in this film are really good. But I feel like, here's what happened. They got really excited, they had a big budget, and they just blew it all in the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. It, 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 monster comes out, it looks like Godzilla. It's mm-hmm. got skin and stuff, then it's... Right on the path of destruction immediately, so it's a good pace, and like, I don't know, spoiler alert, it turns out to be Mechagodzilla. Well, here's my opinion on it. If it looks like Godzilla, sounds like Godzilla. My book, it's okay, Godzilla. Just, yeah, but it's not Godzilla's Godzilla. in the end anyway. Yeah, exactly. Oh, but brother, that ain't ketchup. Yeah, that ain't ketchup. No, sir. They, uh, there's like, they don't want to have any mystery in this film, because the instant that Godzilla gets out, that's the Mechagodzilla, and starts tearing things up, they have a scene where he's like going through this giant like factory plant and his shoulder gets stuck on something and then you see like a little metal part come out yeah. it's yeah. like they don't even want to wait till he encounters Anguirus later um and basically after he destroys the factory he runs into Anguirus and they're friends but they start fighting right away and the funny part about this is they say aren't they friends and it literally cuts to the scene for the movie and one of the characters says aren't they friends <laughs> <laughs> like it was just me thinking out loud it was also uh, that, that fight was really fucking brutal yes he does not Mechagodzilla does not pull any punches. He's throwing soccer kicks. Yeah. yeah. Like, the guy was down and he just kept kicking him. Yeah, he just got into it and at the end of the fight, so Anguirus is just done. He's lost to uh, this Godzilla and this is the most graphic thing I think we've seen in a Godzilla film so far for the series. He pulls his jaw open and then just tears it apart kind of like King Kong style. Yeah. yeah, he breaks his jaw, still attached to his head. Yeah. A lot of blood. A lot of blood. And then he just limps away, and it's so sad. Yeah, that's the last you see him in the movie, and it's just like, oh, shit, that's just intense. That's Godzilla's friend. You know? That's all of our friends. He's a cool guy. So then how do they go about reconciling that relationship? I think that's what the terror of Mechagodzilla is all... Why did I say Mechagodzilla again? (laughs) I think that's what the terror of Mechagodzilla is all going to be about, where it's just Anguirus going to a psychiatrist trying to get over (laughs) the trauma of this film, and it's like, tell me about this Mechagodzilla again. It's like, do I have to relive this all over again? It's a real good story of triumph in the human condition. I mean, the kaiju condition. (laughs) Yeah, sounds great. (laughs) I thought he was my friend. He was just a metal man. Yeah, and this is this is when it kind of gets confusing to follow all the characters because they all start splitting off in different directions. Like I said, they introduce like five of them off the bat altogether. Yeah. Um, but basically, Masaiko and uh, Seiko, I think, are the two that go off to get on a ferry with one of these statues they find from the temple. That's a statue of a monster called King Caesar. And of course, the Zumi priest is like, "Hey, there's a prophecy that when the red moon rises." 
two creatures will come to save the earth when it looks like it's about to be destroyed. Is so. that what that song's about? Yeah. I saw a red moon rise. Yeah, exactly. Oh, there were two hey, guys. It's close enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Coming to save the world. Yeah. Uh, so that all happens. So basically the priestess tells them about this. Uh, she gives them the statue. They get on a ferry for some reason. And they're being pursued <coughs> by this group of basically... People trying to get the statue back from them. It starts when they're going over to the professor's like dormitory or something. They sneak into the room. They start wrestling with the one guy. I want to say it's Seiko. Or, no, it's not Seiko. Seiko's the girl. Masaiko? Mas- I don't Mas- know. Yeah, no, it was a, it was a, it was a short hair, big sweater. Short hair, big sweater. Short hair, big sweater, and uh, Mr. Mustache, right? And Mr. Mustache. Mm-hmm. They, oh, Mr. Yeah. Mustache, yeah. He's the bad guy. Yes. Well, one of them. So, yeah, he's trying to steal the statue, even though and Masaki is putting up a fight, trying to make sure the statue stays with them, even though the very next scene we find out that it was a decoy statue. Oh, oh yeah. no, I thought we were still early. Or no, are we on the ferry now? I thought we were talking about the first time. We'll talk about the first ferry. time, but we could cut okay. to the ferry, because it's, it's the usual Godzilla movie stuff where they struggle, the guy escapes, they run off, and they're going to run into the guy again later, basically. No, you guys are right. It is, like, the exact same scene, just once on a boat. Yeah, that's the <laughs> thing, too, is, like, I feel like the reason I feel like we're going to breeze this one is that they repeat so many scenes almost in the exact same way in this film a few times. It's... This one's kind of annoying for me because they're just getting really lazy with it. I'm like, we've seen this a million times and they're doing the same shit. Yeah. Also, this was basically a, a remake of a different one. I mean, no, just the same really. story from just a different one. Just the world. same story. Oh, all the human stuff, the aliens controlling Godzilla, make a fake Godzilla. Oh, that's all happened before in yeah. other Godzillas? Yeah. <laughs> so not, not, exa- not exactly like I mean, that. The, the aliens there's... control a different monster, but they haven't made, like, another Godzilla. Okay. Yeah. And we know that there can only be one Godzilla, and that, of course, right. is King Kong. <laughs> I kept hoping that King Ghidorah was going to... It's King Ghidorah. ...going to show up because I feel like during the... Prophecy, they flashed images in front of the screen, and I feel like King Ghidorah was one of those images. Yeah, and we can put in the King Ghidorah sound clip now, but also, it's funny that this... You don't gotta bring attention to it yeah, every time. I know, I just get excited for it. <laughs> um, but instead of us getting King Ghidorah in this film, we get King Caesar, which feels like a cheap like rip-off, and he's just no fun. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he doesn't really look like the other kaijus, he doesn't really fit in with the look of the movie I feel yeah. he gets a song but Godzilla doesn't like yeah it's like people getting pissed off at the Mad Max movies although Godzilla movies usually it's Godzilla that you want to see right yeah that's true it's not Godzilla shows up in Angoras' movie <laughs> or at least Angoras th- shows up in Godzilla's movie yeah exactly or at least a 30 foot Mad Max <laughs> yeah. oh I'd watch that movie <laughs> big Mad Max is what I call it um, <laughs> um, Mad Max for this too is that I feel like some positive points we can talk about because some reason this movie just I, I'm really upset about and I also got sleepy and I fell asleep during the last fight like I was saying but the good parts is it has a really kicking soundtrack it was oh, really fun to listen soundtrack. to uh, I feel like we've gotten out of that like weird kind of we don't know what we're going to do with the soundtrack from the 60s films and this was just kind of a fun funky little jazz tunes uh, and there's this fun pop song that the one priestess sings to uh, summon King Caesar later on and that was pretty great it's, it's, it's weird that that's like an ancient family song, but it's definitely something that was on Japanese radio in the 70s. Yeah. <laughs> Just they were ahead of their time, you know? I, no, it makes sense. All those well, I mean, and... it was a good song, but 
they did two verses in the movie rather than like having one verse and releasing the rest of it on the soundtrack. Yeah, that's true. You got to buy the soundtrack if you want to get the full thing. Yeah, but I mean, they're like, why the second verse? Because they get through even like there's even a chorus where she's like seesaw <laughs> for like three times. Then you think, okay, seesaw is going to wake up. No, one more verse. Yeah. Oh, no, dude. He's just like us. Everyone hits snooze on the alarm the first time. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, we can sleep in a little more. He looks like a shaggy dog. Yeah, it's Or really... like one of those hobgoblins from Hobgoblins. Yeah, that's because true. Because like a, like a furry gremlin. Like, it's it's a really uninspired design. And they kind of like put a weird crown on him because uh, I guess put home that whole King Caesar thing. Yeah. But that's about it. He doesn't even have, like, any type of radiation breath or superpower thing going he, on. He's from... got freaking... He's, he's got rainbow breath? Like, he has the exact same graphic that Mechagodzilla has. Yeah. I, I saw that. Was that him firing, firing it, or was it him deflecting it somehow? I, I thought it was him firing it. That's what I thought, too, but it's kind of lazy. Hey, people with opinions on the internet, you like to tell people what it is. You should let us know. Yeah. Um... Anyways, getting back to like the track of it, so I guess we kind of lost where the plot was going. They were on the ferry, the one decoy guy comes and tries to get the statue, he falls over the decoy statue, he's dead. That's when we're introduced to Nan- yeah. we're introduced to Natabara. <laughs> for some reason, right now, Martin is showing us the poster for Shaggy Dog. <laughs> That's the remake of the Shaggy Dog, not the oh. original one. Oh, yeah. No. The, the Tim Allen. Why do they put human eyes on it? It's just surfing. So you get what the movie's about. <laughs> it, it looks just like him. Yeah. It looks just it's like King Caesar. Caesar. It is King Caesar. Which was, a, I mean, he did keep going the whole film, so. Does he say, does, the, does it go like, dun, 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 or does, it, does he do it at the same time as the dun, dun, dun? <laughs> I, I want to say it's right before. Just throw it off a little bit because like, I can't do it. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. <laughs> I think there's always at the end of it. We'll, we'll put <laughs> that jingle in here too. Um, so, yeah, they basically, the one ape guy gets shot and knocked off with the decoy statue, and that's when we're introduced to Nanbara, who's an Interpol police officer and a, <laughs> such a f- cool fucking looking dude. Yeah. Should have been the focus of the movie. He should have been the hero. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was like a kind of a fun, lovable character too. He had these cool shades on. You wanted yeah. to know him a little bit. He showed up for a little bit at all the right times, but then he kind of like drops off towards the end of the movie. Yeah. Well, I mean, have we mentioned the professor yet? Yeah. Oh, Professor Maya... Mia, professor... Mia, professor Miyajimi. <laughs> Mijima. I don't know Professor anyone. Reed Richards. Yes. He does have, like, the little salt and pepper right on the sides of his head. Yeah. Reed Richards, I think I was the one who said that. Yeah, he's yeah. kind of like the character linking all the other characters together in this movie, because they are all, like, in his course in college, and uh, he's there to tell them, hey, this weird metal you found, space titanium. Space titanium. Yeah, yeah, he's also kind of a sort of MacGuffin, like, to get the plot going, because they kidnap him to fix Mechagodzilla, even though, like, they made Mechagodzilla, so... <laughs> well, they, well, they have one line of dialogue explaining, like, we we need someone who can work with space technology. Let's get Dr. Reed, Reed Richards. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it still doesn't make sense. Let's get like, this guy from Earth. God, we, need, <laughs> we need an Earthling, yeah. an unadvanced Terran, to fix our space technology. Yeah. <laughs> And as you might have guessed, and we talked about earlier, yes, they are space aliens. Are they cockroaches this time? No. Are they Atlanteans? No. This time, they're monkey people. 
Well, are they monkey people, or is that just what happens to them when they die? Because you never see one of them alive. Yeah. As I guess you do while the mustache dude, when he gets shot in the face, half of his face turns back to gorilla. Which is kind of a horrifying look. Yeah. Yeah. And they have this like weird like <clears throat> when he's like running around. Yeah. And there's only one good scene with that too, where he has a bunch of lawn chairs he's thrown for a very long scene. So oh, that was oh, really yeah. fun. Yeah. It'd have been great if he just kept throwing lawn chairs <laughs> over and over. Again. If, that, if that would have been a reoccurring theme of this movie, like the gorilla people's main form of attacking is lawn chairs, <laughs> it would have been a great film. This film would have been a ten out of ten. <laughs> well, they should have used them more while they were alive because they were kind of creepy looking. They're like green. Thick skinned gorillas with spikes coming out of them. Yeah, they actually were kind of horrifying looking, but they just, they basically, like Luke was saying, whenever they die, they revert into this, this, in a very poorly animated, like, they literally freeze the the whole frame for whenever they change, so it looks really weird and out of place, and they're monkey men after they die. I, I think I brought this up. This was the 1970s. It took them like 47 hours to do that makeup once. Yeah, that's true. Oh, man. You know, shout I don't out even, to. I don't even know about that, because it was probably just a. Process, yeah, like, 47 yeah. hours <laughs> to make the mask. <laughs> so, shout out to the makeup crew for this. And uh, I think we should also get into a, a hot and heavy Moth RuPaul's Drag Race here. Moth RuPaul's Drag Race. Uh, because they got some good fashion in this yes, one. Yes, they do. Um, like I was saying, uh, Nanabara, he's always dressed in this big old black trench coat with the collar up and sunglasses on, Call looking like... Pop, man. Oh, yeah, yeah. your OC. Yeah, my, my original character, or just basically a Captain Harlock ripoff, <laughs> going really deep into an anime reference there. He's also wearing, like, that's the most stereotypical Asian haircut from that time period. Yes. Like the 70s and 80s. Like, there's... I was looking at pictures of my dad from when he was, like, in the 80s and 70s, and that's exactly what he looked like. That haircut, <laughs> those tinted glasses, like, with the wire rims and their oversized, like, my dad had that look. That's like... <laughs> what if it was your dad? It's a very fair point. Is your dad an Interpol agent? He is, but he tries not to tell me. He just kind of <laughs> follows me around and shoots or people. An, or an actor. <laughs> yeah, he's like, very he humble. Been in this movie. Well, that's the beautiful thing about an Interpol agent. You can be anything. So if you want to be an actor, you can. And you're just like, hey, I'm here undercover right now. <laughs> wow. Brandon, agent. that's a life hack. Thank you. You want to follow your dreams, become an Interpol agent. <laughs> Do whatever you want. I'm the queen of England now. Fuck you all. <laughs> Got all these corgis running around. You gotta listen to me. Um, so yeah, that's that's some great fashion on the Interpol agents. He has a friend. I didn't write his name down, but he looks the same. But he's dressed in white. That's the difference. Yeah, white man Joe. White man Joe. Um, the one um, uh, girl psycho has a really good outfits. The whole film, like one oh, yeah. one time she's dressed like uh, the one character from Wacky Races. I forgot her name now. Penelope Pitstop. It's just the hat. <laughs> like she's not wearing pink. Yeah, that's true. But but one of those big Penelope uh, Pit Stripe hats. Penelope Pit Stop. Penelope Pit Stop. I can't I can't remember what the what the little dudes she hung out with were called, but uh, those those were the Seven Dwarves. <laughs> Everybody knows that. I mean, there are probably seven of them to go with that, but they were like little gangsters. Yeah, I remember them. Man, what yeah. a weird concept for an animated show. Yeah. I don't know if they originated in Wacky Races, but they were in Wacky Races. No, I thought Penelope had her own show before that. She had her own show, but I could easily see that coming after Wacky Races. Mm. Man, I wonder how much pornography there's of Penelope Pinstripe on the internet. Too Pinstripe. much or not enough. Pinstripe. 
<laughs> You're probably just doing it on purpose. Man. Yeah, I am. Uh, but yeah, so that's about it. The professor's got that classic, like you said, uh, Reed Richards look too, with the nice turtlenecks like under these kind of like brown suede uh, sport coats. Oh, those yeah. those are some. There were some very nice turtlenecks in that movie. Yeah, it made me look right. at, like at that fashion and be like, man, I bet everybody's very comfortable around the neck area in the seventies. Yeah, 70s. <laughs> yeah she uh, she was a spinoff from Wacky Races. Oh man, so popular we had to have her back for more. Um, and I feel like that kind of encapsulates the Moth of Paul Drag Race. It's, there's not so much going on for this film, I feel like. I, I feel like all, all the women, fantastic outfits. Like, they're just coordinated the whole goddamn time through. They look super cute. Most of the guys, they look okay. Uh, yeah. Fancy hair, he's got a great denim jacket later on. Yeah. Um, and, uh, the space people, they look like proto-Devo. They look great. Oh, that's true. <laughs> I, I shouldn't have left that out either. They, uh, all have very shiny, weird outfits on that don't quite fit that well. Oh, the main leader, he's always smoking on a big old cigar, which is yes, pretty pimp. Is. Yeah. yeah. I'm, it's, I'm... it's weird how they picked up all, like, these vices from Earth. Yeah. Oh no, I think smoking is just a universal oh, like, cool thing. Part of the- <laughs> yeah, that's the only reason uh, alien races come through is like, oh, they got on a one thing that's good at least. I don't know why they're telling everyone smoking is bad for you. It's great. We're just that spot where they pick up cheap cigarettes. <laughs> we're, just, we're the Kentucky of the galaxy. Yeah. <laughs> we're the, the dang cutest little pit stop for all these alien races. That's why they want to conquer us so they don't have to go and pay space taxes on their cigars. Yeah. I did just realize the... Uh, I, I think this is the first alien race where they're like there are just no women. Oh yeah, they're all just monkey men. It's because all their women always be shopping. <laughs> <laughs> the anthill mob. Yeah, those, those are the little mobsters that help Penelope pit stop. Oh, that's cute. In their man. car, the chugaboom. <laughs> chugaboom. I just had to get that. Man, the sixties and seventies were some wild. And she times. drives the compact pussycat. <laughs> oh, does she? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> <Rowl. laughs> oh boy, I feel creepy doing that, even jokingly. Um, anyways, to get back on track with this, uh, fuck, I forgot where we left the thread. Uh, we, we were talking about Mothrapol's drag race and then aliens. Yeah. And, oh yeah, um, that does actually bring it well, kind of back to circle. So the professor and uh, Keisuke they sneak off to the cave again, to check it out, and of course it's where the aliens are uh, hiding out. So a bunch of his henchmen capture the professor and Kaisuke, and uh, the professor's daughter comes with him for some reason, Akiko, which, yeah. why? That part was so stupid to me. She's Literally, like, she just pops up like, can I come along? And they're like, Wait, sure. she, she wasn't the girl from before? No, it's no. a different girl. Oh. Yeah, I know, this one's really good. Well, what happened to that girl from before? What she happens? was on the boat. Yeah. And then that's the weird part too. Is later on she kind of vanishes because she's not there after the boat. She's like in the hotel room when they go back, and that's yeah. it basically. Well, Brandon, uh, to explain why she was there, she was a woman in the seventies, according to the scriptwriters, very needy. Yeah, Which, don't get me uh, started. It reminds me of my ex-wife. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Got her ass. That's right. That's for you, Deborah. Um... Deborah. <laughs> Deborah. Ma. Deborah. I know <laughs> everybody likes to do Ray impressions, but I always forget his brother's name with the Robert. Mo- Robert, the world's most weird and human voice. Yes, uh, Brad Garrett. Brad yeah. Garrett just <laughs> <laughs> young Frankenstein. <laughs> or, uh, Frankenstein. No, that's that, the dad. Frankenstein. Yeah, that was the dad that was in Young Frankenstein. Now he's dead, Frankenstein. Are you just talking <laughs> about dead? Yeah, he's been dead for a while. Yeah, uh, Peter Boyle. Yeah, oh, that might not be not Brad Garrett. 
Yeah. Brad Garrett voiced the big dog in Two Stupid Dogs. Oh, I can see that well, now. Really? Yeah. yeah. Ah. He's also Kilowog on Justice League. Oh, we're getting a lot of like animation trivia. Let's just talk about animation. Fuck this movie. Yeah, let's go give Paul Anderson a call series up to <laughs> talk about some of his roles. Um, yeah, so just to get back onto the movie so we can get through that a little quicker, I feel like this time... They get captured, as always. They get loose because the uh, Interpol agent and uh, my Shiko get in there. They put on the stupid outfits after they kill two of the ape men. They pretend to be them. They get thrown in with the other guys. They get out the other guys. They escape. But then the head leader captures them and has the usual stupid conversation about controlling the world. Well, I mean, they escape. But then they then they fake their deaths because the cars are oh yeah I forgot about to that explode. then they like half of them immediately go right back inside yeah yeah oh yeah oh. we yelled about that because it was so stupid yeah. uh, and don't forget the uh, the password to get into the cave is clitoris no oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or at the very least something that sounds very similar to clitoris yeah. so weird yeah. I think the another reason we're really upset at this movie is this is more of a personal thing when we were watching it my. We streamed it, and it kept locking up, and we had to wait for it to get caught up on the buffering. So it made this stupid movie feel even longer, and we didn't want to rewind to hear what they said, so we're just assuming it's clitoris. Yeah. Uh, it did drag a lot. Yeah. You fell asleep for a little bit, I fell asleep for a little bit, it's late for this one, so we'll just keep speeding along. They eventually get out of there and go back to the priestess and her father... And they bring the statue, they sing the, the song, and then uh, King Caesar comes out of the mountainside. And we got the two monsters, it's Godzilla, he's back yeah. after getting struck by a lot of lightning. Yeah. Well, we hadn't seen him in a, lo- in a long time, and I'd forgotten about that scene where he gets charged up by lightning. Yeah, they never explain it, but basically he's just like going super sane. And yeah, yeah. He's, the, he's magnetic now. Yeah. Well, he'd be turned, he's not... He has the ability to turn self-magnetic after that. Yeah. Because he does, like, the same thing later when he meets Mechagodzilla and becomes magnetic. Yeah. Uh, Because whatever the hell nowadays. Yeah. It just works, I feel like. (laughs) Uh, So, basically, King Caesar and Godzilla pair up and they find Mechagodzilla. They get into a big old fight. And that's where I fell asleep. So you guys will have to summarize the rest of this. Huh? Pretty much it. Uh, Him and Caesar get in a fight. Mechagodzilla is a good villain. He's strong. Yeah. He beats Caesar, throws him in a hole. Yeah, that part's pretty cool. And then that's when Godzilla shows up, lean, mean, green. Yeah, and Treasure Lightning. Yeah, yeah, and he fights with Mechagodzilla. Mechagodzilla kind of beats him up, but then Caesar comes like back in the fray, and mm. there's this kind of pretty cool scene where Mechagodzilla turns his head backwards and fights like both of them at the same time. Yeah. Just got a lot of firepower. Yeah, you know. lots of missiles and shit. Yeah, that's what. Like got infinite fingers because just every twenty seconds, it's a scene of him showing like blasting all ten of his fingers off. Yeah, and then they're all back. Well, I mean yeah. that part would have been pretty cool. If they actually did it well for like just showing his fingers reloading each time because that's kind of a cool concept to be yeah. honest. Uh, oh, and I'll give taking taking finger blasting to a whole new level. <laughs> nice, we got there. <laughs> okay, yeah. we got re- okay. Let's redo that. There we yeah. go. That's the one I'm going to edit into the episode. Um, so yeah, basically he finger blasts them all, and I agree with Luke. I woke up towards the end of it when he did the head thing, and I'm like, Mechagodzilla is a good villain, but it's just this film is they've gone so much down the formula. It's just so boring and tiring to watch at this point. Yeah, as they, much as I love Godzilla films, they keep coming up with powers for him. Like he spins his head really fast. Yeah. One point and creates like a force field. Yeah. Which doesn't seem. I mean, it keeps Godzilla away, but. 
you can't fire through it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can't touch me. <laughs> I wish he would have done that. He also has rocket powers, which is pretty cool, so he can fly around like a little jet boy. Yeah. And uh, another thing I like, too, is that his, uh, instead of having breath, he has rainbow laser beams. Those are sweet. Which, when he was wearing Godzilla makeup, he had fire breath. Oh, that is weird. Yeah, Yeah, and he doesn't have it again afterwards. I guess maybe it was like part of their, they didn't explain it, but it was probably like, we need to make sure Godzilla's still incognito. He suddenly got rainbow eyes, they're gonna know he's fake. Yeah. You know, I just realized... There was no military in this. The military never showed up to try and... Well, well, Maybe they finally learned their lesson yeah, after this, all the This is a post-war Japan. They they know a thing or two now. But they finally <laughs> kind of had weapons. Like, the last few movies, they used those, like, lightning lasers or whatever. What if this is the most clever part or a clever thing in any of the Godzilla films where they didn't show up because, like, guys, we've been through this 14 times. They just <laughs> trample our tanks and yeah. we do nothing. Just take the day off. They Godzilla's gonna get very here. very nonchalant when they said, hey, it's Godzilla. Yeah, like, that's... Hey, that thing just came again. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> basically just how we feel at this point. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Godzilla, Godzilla was, like, a good guy at this point. They're like, why would a giant lizard that has, like, the brain the size of a Buick, yeah. why would he not want to help us again anymore? Yeah, exactly. And I feel like they've... People become kind of lazy in this film. They just rely on Godzilla because when he does start destroying, he's like, he's supposed to help us out. I'm like, well, he used to destroy everything. Yeah. Like, who can truly predict how Godzilla's supposed to work now? It's kind oh. of on you guys. Hey, you know, replace uh, Godzilla in that sentence with uh, nuclear power. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Getting real lazy with this it's one. It's a metaphor. And I think it's interesting to say this. So, Jun Fukuda uh, directed this one. He directed the last two. And then the next one's Terror, Godzilla, uh, Terror of Mechagodzilla. And this is where we're going to have the break for almost, I think, 11, 12 years before they do the 1985 Godzilla. And it, it makes sense, because like, we've been watching these still spaced out with other movies in between, but the formula's getting so tired, it's like, I think even the directors, even though if they were making money, and the studio's like, hell, we got to stop doing this. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is where we're going to be with the Marvel movies, I feel like, in another like one or two years. Of like, okay, we've seen this a million times, let's take ten years off and start doing it all over again. I would love... Godzilla to cross over into the Marvel Universe. That'd be nice. He just steps on Thanos. End of Infinity <laughs> War. Uh, I, I guess it could probably happen. I feel like fucking Disney owns everything. They probably have the rights they need for Godzilla at this point. Oh my god. Are you Who excited? made the Godzilla movie in the 90s or whatever? Um, Matthew ooh. Broderick. Matthew Broderick. Yeah, I mean, had. Roland Emmerich was the director. It was probably... God, Paramount or something? Yeah, I'm going to look that up. I feel like we need to get that going. Maybe Universal. I know they the it was the ads were tied in with Taco Bell, so yeah. they were tied in with Yum. Maybe it was Taco Bell. Taco Bell was the Taco Bell Studios, famous for making Godzilla 1997. Well, according Nothing to some, according to some of the one of the later Godzilla movies, the Godzilla in the 1990s Godzilla isn't actually Godzilla. He's some other monster because he shows up in one of the 90s or like 2000 Godzilla. Oh yeah, and then that Godzilla kills it. Yeah. Because it's like, this thing he's, he's way He's way bigger than it too. Oh, yeah, like this thing is, is existed, doesn't anymore, fuck it. Yeah. yeah. It would have been great if they also had Matthew Broderick in that film and also <laughs> killed him. Yeah. Oh, TriStar pictures. Like he killed that person that he ran his car in. whose car he ran into. Yeah. So Disney Wasn't that the deleted scene from Ferris Bueller? Could be. Oh, that's sad. Yeah, so TriStar Pictures made it, and is TriStar still around, or are they just Sony now? I don't know. The one with the little horsey man that fly across, you know? The horsey guy? Well, what was... I mean, I know this was like a 
There was like an American production logo at the beginning of this movie, wasn't it? No, yeah, it was, was TriStar. No, it's TriStar again. TriStar. Yeah. yeah. Sony. Sony has it. Yeah. Sony Pictures. So I feel like they own it all. Well, they're the ones who make it now. They're the ones who made the Brian Cranston ones. Yeah. Uh, they've been Warner Brothers. I don't know if you can call them the Brian Cranston ones. Well, my favorite thing about Warner Brothers I Studios seen them. is that if you see a cop around, you got a Warner Brother. <laughs> I'm bringing it back. <laughs> Uh, do you remember those t-shirts? They were great. I don't yeah, care what anybody says. Yeah, we all remember those t-shirts. Okay. Was that you who posted it on Facebook the other day? No, but it should have been me. Somebody posted a picture of that. I'm pretty design. sure that was the Facebook uh, account for God. <laughs> <laughs> Could they be. gotta have one. Uh, yeah, I'm looking up. It's Legendary Studios that owns it. So is Legendary possibly owned by Disney at this point? Let's see who owns Legendary. Eventually, it's going to come under the um, the Disney umbrella. Oh, shit, no, they're owned by Warner Brothers and Universal Pictures, and Universal, what, they sold off some of their rights for, I want to say Marvel, who had the Marvel characters? Who gives a shit anymore? The uh, 80s Godzilla cartoon, I'm pretty sure it was Hanna-Barbera. Yeah, this is more, this is even more disappointing, because I know Warner Brothers owns the uh, DC Universe, so I don't want them showing up in the fucking Justice League stupid movies. Mm. Well, I mean... Is Disney trying to buy them? Maybe. Oh man, that'd be pretty sick. I mean, they would have to buy all of Warner Brothers, though. Yeah. And even then, like I don't know, that's probably just the cartoons and stuff. Well, they can never cartoons, get cartoons. I guess the movies are all Warner Brothers. Yeah, they can never get a deal with them because there's always these cops around. You know, we get. <laughs> what okay. you gonna do, Warner Brother? Um. So yeah, we got off the topic of the film. We can just summarize it a lot quicker this time. Of course, Godzilla and mm-hmm. King Caesar win. King Caesar goes back into his cave hole to go to bed. Yeah, they rip Mechagodzilla's head off. Yeah, that part is pretty sick. Yeah. Um, I, I don't like how they had this fucking advanced space machine. And the one thing is like, ah, fuck, we didn't make it undecapitatable. <laughs> no. It's the first thing you make it. Why do they still make the head the vital part? Like, yeah. There needs... Oh, your neck should have extra bones that go this way to protect your throat. Yeah. They destroyed Mechagodzilla. They'll never destroy Mecha Marie Antoinette. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, they brought a giant guillotine. We're <laughs> fucked. <laughs> oh no, now they're bringing all this cake out and telling us to eat it. Oh no. <laughs> oh, I wish that would happen. Um, but yeah, we'll just go. We'll make it a little shorter so that we can get to our rating system. So when they made that, uh, who was in that Marie Antoinette movie? Was that Kirsten Dunst? It was Kier- No, it was yeah, it was Kirsten Dunst. They should. They could have made like a triple X porn parody of that, and she could have said, "Let them eat cock." <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. Uh, I would have watched that film. If you know what I'm talking about, guys. <laughs> I love cake. Um, it's a good band. Yeah, it is a good band. I mean, Comfort Eagle is still a classic album, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. uh, so. Rating system. As I was saying, 2018, I'm working on getting the new rating system I want to go. So I have one. I want to give these films one out of four thumbs up. So if it's like really good, that's like four thumbs up. If it's really bad, it's zero thumbs up. If it's really, really bad, it's two thumbs down and then three toes up. Who's that boss from Mortal Kombat? Didn't he have four thumbs? Goro. Goro. Yeah. Yeah. He had four. So <laughs> this is the new Goro rating system. Yeah, the Goro, the Goro system. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Goro comes in and he's like... 
this how many I like and it's four up you're like damn that's a good film <laughs> he's like I like it this much and he puts up three thumbs but one's down like this is getting confusing now does that mean it's two thumbs out or is that actually three thumbs in one part that was kind of bad but the rest was good oh fuck I love this new rating system so much thank you Goro <laughs> so I'm gonna give this three thumbs down one thumbs up which comes out to a grand total of maybe two thumbs down two thumbs down or, two, or three thumbs down in one part that you kind of like, which is Mechagodzilla tearing shit up. I like this. This is a nuanced system. This is what I need in my life right now. How do you guys feel about the film? Have you tried the Goro system? <laughs> I'll give it... Oh, God. I've got four thumbs to deal with. <laughs> four thumbs to bind them. Um, I'll give it... I'll go give it two thumbs up, I guess. I only want to give it one, really, but one sounds low. Oh, shit, I just realized we could even get more into this. You could have it two thumbs up, and the other thumbs aren't doing anything. I mean... <laughs> just impartial thumbs. <laughs> yeah, he's just got his arms down to the side for two of them. Fair enough, so two thumbs up, the other arm's doing nothing. Because nice. it's, uh... Human parts really sucked, and that's really what determines whether or not these are going to be good movies, if they're, like, use the human parts sparingly, and they're, they make sense and are good... Uh, uh. That's what I gotta say about it. (laughs) I mean, all the parts with the kaiju's fighting was good. Yeah, Yeah. there was. I I, it opened up like one of the better kaiju movies. That's why I was really excited in that first fight scene. How early both Godzilla showed up. Maybe that's why I'm upset with this one because it started off on a really good note. The pyrotechnics when he's destroying that whole factory is really good. The scenes and sets look great, and they had a lot of fire and smoke effects that made it actually seem kind of realistic more than usual. And I was like, this is a really great start, and it just dropped off so hard. Yeah. I just realized, you could probably cut, like, 20, 30 minutes uh, out of the middle uh, of the movie, and it wouldn't yeah. affect anything. Yeah. Like, you could cut so much out of this movie. 15 of those characters did not have to be there. Yeah. Like, the entirety of their time on that ship. Like, I mean, the lawn chairs were fun, but none of that fucking mattered. <laughs> and you just made me realize, like, usually we do a better job at summarizing the movies. We can be a little slapdash about it. We did a bad job this time. And you know what? Fuck this movie. It doesn't deserve a good summary. I'm just uh, gonna get through it. I'm, I'm not giving it out of thumb ratings. I'm very confused by the thumb rating. It was okay. Goro has four hands, so you have four thumbs to deal I with. I don't want to deal with this, Luke. <laughs> oh, this reminds me of my ex-wife. Um, deal with shit. <laughs> so, Steve, how do you feel about it? I give it two thumbs up, one thumb down, and then one thumb in the middle. Oh, man. One bad thumb. Oh, I'm loving this. Yeah, so... I wanted to ask, too, you've, uh, I remember I wanted to get on this podcast because I saw the Godzilla, the 2014 one with you, which was a pretty fun experience. Mm-hmm. Um, but what other Godzilla <laughs> films have you seen? I'm going to say this. You, I've seen four. You were responsible for three. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> the only one that I've not seen with you is the, uh, the one with Matthew Broderick. Yeah. So I saw that one. Doesn't count. I read the book on that one. How was the book? I read the book. The Holy shit. Movie. Yeah. We, oh, buried, <laughs> we buried the lead on this one. Now, um, in, in, in the novelization, do they have parts of, like, Godzilla Roar, then in, like, quotations, they had, like, the... What do <laughs> I don't even know. It was not a good book. Um, in hindsight. Yeah. 
it was yeah. What what grade level was it like written at? Was it like uh, hard? It was, was it like hardcover? Yeah, it was no. It was <laughs> softies. Oh like, yeah, that's bound a, in leather. Yeah. No, 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 that's a paperback. Yeah. I think I was in like fourth or fifth grade at the time. So what? yeah. I just realized it'd been a lot funnier though if you were like, no, the novelization's fantastic. I really wish more people would talk about the Godzilla 1998 book way more. The movie sucked, but the novelization. Oh my god, <laughs> the vivid imagery. I mean, well, that was the thing with uh, if you read the phantom menace like comes across as like an okay star wars book but then when you watch the phantom menace yeah you know Man, you're reading a lot of movie novelizations <laughs> i used to not be able to watch movies as a kid so i would like either have to find the the novelization and read that so i could talk with kids about it Aww. or i would find the script online and read that so oh, that's kind of endearing um, like that. that's that's how i was able to try to maintain my relevancy on the playground yeah. didn't work yeah um, my uh my brother would do that too he'd read a lot of novelizations of movies too uh but that's because he's just a big nerd more than anything uh and yeah i forget we watched shin godzilla too together when we yeah, had that fun nerf war that movie's fucking dope that was a good one yeah. oh you were at the yeah, yeah. <laughs> we were at the duel together walking yeah. around i yeah. not remember i forgot about that right. a lot of revelations in this podcast <laughs> Uh, yeah, I I feel like we, I don't know if we have to watch Shin Godzilla again. I actually wouldn't mind watching it again with you guys. Yeah, that uh, one was awesome. That was a good that movie. Godzilla movie. Yeah. yeah wait, 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 we can't give away our, our opinions on it yet. <laughs> <laughs> what is the twist we get to eventually, like, we hated it. <laughs> well, my Goro is still at four meh thumbs, so yeah. you'll never know how I feel about that. See, the reason I like this rating system is that it's so nuanced that if we were talking about pornography, we could talk about how many hands he's using to jerk himself off. <laughs> All four, baby. <laughs> That's when it's yeah, a really fucking hot movie. I think Goro's got a pretty advertised dick, so he only needs one hand. Actually, does Goro have more than one dick? Oh, shit. One. Maybe he has four dicks. Maybe he's got, like, a cloaca. Oh, no. I don't like even... thinking about that. Fuck you, Luke. <laughs> yeah. I think Martin's looking online right now for Goro and the anatomy information. Yeah, he's got four arms. I thought he had six for a second. <laughs> Just, what, what, snuck in there. what about Lady Goro? Does she have more arms? Oh, Shiva? Yeah, is that what her name is? Yeah, I think she's no, Did anyone Lord. feel oddly attracted to her as a kid? Just me? She I mean, sure. It had boobs. Yeah, it was a little different. Something a little spicy. That yeah. seems kind of weirdly racist, but it's a made-up creature, so... She has, like, what, ten arms or something? Yeah, she's wearing that uh, that 90s, like, high... Like, really high bikini. Yeah. See, that was a good uh-huh. look back in the day. Oh, that's right. The Mortal Kombat character. Yeah, yeah. she's totally got, like, a lesbian haircut, though. Like, Flock of Seagulls. Yeah, exactly. I think it's no, a... Flock of Seagulls is the one that hangs over. Like, yeah. Like, Trump hair, but... No, her, different. her haircut's like a fucking bat. Well, it's more like a Grace Jones kind of haircut, I feel like. Uh, anyways, get back on track here, I feel like. Uh, we can finally get to our favorite segment, which, of course, is Stupid Games. Now, Steve... Mm-hmm. She's got leopard spots too. It looks like. Okay, let's just talk about Shiva more. She she's she's dressed like Shatara. Yeah. Oh no! It's it's a ponytail. We have two phones up, both pictures of Shiva on it right now. <laughs> I, I stopped looking. At Sh- I do not care. Yeah. Well, I do. Dude, she's a babe. I don't yeah, care. I'm just gonna say it. You start at the games. Yeah. yeah. Stupid games. So, uh, for our game, as with all of these kaiju films, for some reason Godzilla's always getting electrocuted. So in honor of that, we have our favorite game, which is licking a 9-volt battery. Where we have our guest, and then we all lick a 9-volt battery. Licking a 9-volt. Ask your parents for permission. Have you licked a 9-volt battery before, Steve? 
Luke was licking the whole thing the whole time. That's why we got two. Yeah, Luke really likes Surprise. I have to lick a 9-volt battery? I mean, you can. We're not going to force you. Yeah. We've had a few people opt out at this point. But you should, unless you're a pussy. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, do it, Dan. I feel like it's a weird name of, like, the the dare is just... That is so dumb. (laughs) Did you lick both ends at the same time? Yeah, like, it just... It's like looking a lemon. Yeah, that's what we put it on. That's weird. Like, what is... Ah! Yeah, yeah, electricity. Mm-hmm. No, I became oh, no. a conductor. Have we done yeah. two at the same time before? I have. Oh, okay. I'm gonna do it. Ow! Ooh. That does sting a little more if you do two at the same time. Spicy meatball. It's a very spicy battery. All right. Oh, that's a that's a robot equivalent of a meatball. Yeah. That's a mecha meatball. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. That's uh, a mecha meatball. So I feel like for the other stupid game for kaiju. Of course, we gotta get to what's the deal with that kaiju. I haven't really thought of any for this week. Oh, I got one. Oh, you do? Yeah. What, let's let's do the thing first. What's what? the deal with that kaiju? What's the deal with the kaiju? <laughs> what's the deal with these kaijus? <laughs> Another great jingle. Ooh, I like <laughs> it. Like, that's how like right. a dog would hear it. Here's uh, here's a uh, here's our kaiju two debate for uh, for this time around. Um, Should we go through the list for Steve? Oh yeah. So uh, we we do have a a standing list of things that we've argued are or are not kaiju. Oh. Um, so here's the whole thing right here. A uh, list of things that are kaiju. Um, the thing. Uh, Zoolander two. Fascism. Humanity. Uh, things that are not kaiju. Galactus. Uh, Dumb and Dumber. Uh, my ex-wife. <laughs> Don't get me started on my ex-wife. Um, and then we just have a list of Jews, which is Jesus, Jeff Goldblum, Zords, and uh, Aaron Klopfer. Shout out to the Klopfer classic, Aaron Klopfer. Um, so for this one, we're all familiar with Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm Saiyans. actually not. Oh, and this full moon out, baby? Yeah. Um, are, do you know anything about it? No. Okay, this is going to be a very awkward conversation. <laughs> I'm so that. I didn't have sex till I was 20. Here's the uh, reason why. There's a show called Dragon Ball Z and Dragon Ball that I like quite a bit. No, no, no. I, I, I have another one we can do. Oh, what's that? Uh, the Jolly Green Giant. Oh, ho, ho, Haven't ho. we done him? No, we haven't. I feel like we have. He's the guy in the, the green bean commercials or the green bean cans. Yeah. <laughs> Either the commercials or the cans, depending on how you look at we it. We might not have done him, but I feel like we brought him up before. I think it's been on the subconscious mind of all of us. Oh, yeah. Like, it's been there struggling. So either that or I, I think it used to be like a joke I had. About, I don't know, but... Um, I'm going to say he is a kaiju of nutrition. Oh, I like that. He's he's a kaiju of a intense fiber and good BM movements. He's also got like the little green dude. Sure, yeah. I'll say yeah. He's, I mean, the little green dude is basically his Godzuki. Oh yeah. Yeah. But I feel like kaiju is more of like a destructive force. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, but, but, but Godzilla can be a force of good too. Have you never seen Jolly Green Giant can wreck some shit? Probably he just probably, hasn't. But it's just he just hasn't on screen because for marketing he can't. Well, you know, I know the Jolly Green Giant. Whenever he brings me that asparagus, he wrecks my piss. <laughs> it makes it smell real bad. How many small farmers do you think the Jolly Green Giant has fucking destroyed? <laughs> Fucking competition. We're down. writing. We're writing a very good movie right now. By the way, we need to take this podcast episode and mail it to ourselves for copyrights. That's a good movie promise. Yeah, the Jolly Green Giant 
like in his personal life goes around just wrecking farmers and stealing their crap so he can sell them in cans but then like his public persona is this beacon of health and and good living and spinel villain giant we all trust spirulina yeah <laughs> so we can all agree uh, jolly I'm green s- giant is a kaiju nah I'm still gonna go not a kaiju oh that's I'm gonna he's he's too uh he's too publicly benevolent for me to to cast him out like that. Oh, are you saying people don't fucking love Godzilla? I think they love him for what he's not. You're saying, <laughs> That's kind of deep. Are you saying other things on our list, like Clifford the Big Red Dog is not a kaiju? I mean, he's just a big dog. <laughs> yeah, and what is Show some Godzilla respect, but Steve. a big lizard? Yeah, and what is the Jolly Green Gang but a big green man? But Clifford doesn't go around, like, stepping on people. He's he not a big green man. He's like made of vegetables. Yeah. Has that ever been confirmed? Wait, that is true. Do we know what he's made out of? Vegetables, probably. Yeah, yeah he's like a fucking killer tomato from outer space. He's fucking huge. I mean, huge. we're going to get into the next era of Godzilla films. We have Godzilla vs. Biollante, which is a giant, basically jolly green giant. The fucking smog monster. He's an, he's an amalgamate of all the planet's uh, pollution. Man, Dude, I... he's so happy. Like... Jolly Green Giant. Kaijus can be, anyone can be happy while wrecking shit. See, I don't what even. Is, I don't even want to mention. Work? I won't mention Hidora the Swag Monster because that was when Godzilla was really fun again. <laughs> what is the definition of a kaiju? That it's just a big monster. Big monster. Well, ugh. giant monsters, but usually attacking major cities and engaging the military and other monsters in battle. I'm just saying, just don't because have you haven't seen it doesn't mean he hasn't. That's true. So then that means like everything is a kaiju. Yeah, like fucking to, get on this train to an ant species. There's a Steve kaiju. Yeah, are you saying the ants don't use a kaiju? Are they having this fucking conversation right now? Where you won't secede? Four ants on their way with like a breadcrumb to their hive, talking about this. Yeah, yeah, man. Well, you know what? After this kind of argument, though, I feel like I gotta agree with Steve. I don't think it qualifies as a kaiju. Oh, I'm just so angry right yeah. now. Damn. Yeah. Turn that side. I'm nice. going to change my vote too, just for balance. Right, just be a dick. <laughs> Goro's thumbs are turning. Yeah. And then she was turning me on, you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> Fucking, that's my new thing. I'm just talking about how much she was a babe. You, she's going to use all four of those hands on you. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Because mm, I have four dicks. <laughs> right, that, that the end of the movie? That's... Yeah, I think we got through that. We got through our games. We could do a Wasting Away in Godzilla Ritaville if we wanted to. Right. Away again in Godzilla Rita. Oh, we should. It's Mecha Godzilla. We got a new kaiju. Yeah. What's a good steely drink taste? Oh, okay, I got Steel this. Reserve. I got this. Yeah. Um, so you take a graphics card, mm-hmm. you put that in a blender, <laughs> you wrap a lizard around it, then you rip the lizard off, mm. and then you break off someone's head. And nice. that is the Mecha Godzilla drink. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's more fun when you try and make an actual drink. Uh, I don't drink, like so I, like fuck I, you, Luke. Like I, would, I would say two bottles of Steel Reserve. You get a little buzzed, but it was gross. Yeah, You know what I'd say? Uh, annoying. I'm going to do a real drink entry in this, too. I feel like Moscow Mule, you get in that little metallic cup. I was, that was exactly where I was going. Yeah, thinking on the same exactly line. Moscow Mule. But, like, you do, like, a fun little twist on it where maybe for, uh, I don't know, some, I want to say, what do they call those things where it's the flavoring you put in the alcohol to mix it with? Bitters. Bitters, like a grapefruit bitter, you know, kind of like a zesty kind of metallic flavor to it. A little it. bit of zing. Yeah. 
that'd be fun. I'll do that. Yeah, so I'm going to say Moscow Mule with some grapefruit bitters in it. Um, anyways, getting to the pop culture at the time for 1974. Uh, I wanted to make a very strong case for this one. Uh, usually I have a bunch of stuff going on for the year. There's only one important thing going on in 1974. Which is Swedish pop group ABBA's song Waterloo wins the 1974 mm. Eurovision Song Contest. Mm. Only thing that happened in 1974, in my opinion, that's newsworthy. It couldn't even win a Grammy. Exactly. Uh, It's too good for the Grammys, thank you. As with the Simpsons and every joke that everybody else makes about it, the Grammys are meaningless. Yeah. Yeah, but isn't Eurovision kind of like soccer, like everybody else on the planet gives a shit about it? Yeah, Eurovision's fucking huge. So you know what? Fuck you, Martin. Luke makes a good point. Show some class. Um, So... Getting to recommendations now, too. Uh, I know I've recommended it before, and I was already joking about it before. I started playing Persona 4 again, and that game is so fucking good, I'm going to recommend Persona 4 twice, because it's double nice. Nice. You're basically a Japanese JRPG Scooby gang who doesn't love that idea so much. You're trying to solve a mystery. It's fun. Go play it, you stupid idiot, if you haven't. You can get the legal ROM like I did online super easily. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm going to recommend Earth, Wind, and Fire, because if you don't like Earth, Wind, and Fire, I don't want to talk to you. Yeah. Uh, was that Every Day in September? I forgot the title of the song. That's a good song. It is September. September. Love that song. Remember September. Yeah, that's the one. My uh, my personal favorite's Boogie Wonderland. Boogie Wonderland's fantastic. I, I don't know if I should feel guilty about it, but the only thing I have them is the greatest hits, but it's really good. Yeah. <laughs> no, wait. I was thinking of two different songs. September is the one like, September... That's September. Yeah, yeah, but, but it still has... This, yeah. Oh, that's right. It is the same song. Yeah. Because it's like you get two good songs for one. It's a good well, deal. I, I like Super Tramp. Super Tramp's great, too. Goodbye, stranger. Yeah. Um, you guys want to give a recommendation? I don't know. It's popcorn. It's <laughs> caramel corn. <laughs> it's a very good corn. Uh, we should also clarify, Martin brought a huge tub of corn. Oh, and popcorn. That's exactly what you're imagining. (laughs) There's a dog on the side of the tin. I think Mm. you got it from some Boy Scouts maybe he ripped off. Who knows? (laughs) Well, it's a puppy, I think. It's a cute little yellow lab. It's not ripping off when you used to be a Boy Scout yourself. It's called reparations. (laughs) You were the the last Boy Scout, weren't you? He's owed that popcorn. I don't like that. (laughs) Why couldn't the uh, Boy Scouts get in the way something a bit more substantial? like Some kind of candy. Or a knife. Knives, yeah. <laughs> I uh, steak knives. Yeah. All, all I remember from my time in the Boy Scouts was uh, <laughs> when I transferred to a new troop, and uh, one of the one of the den mothers had a very tough time explaining to the rest of the troop that I was Jewish. <laughs> like she was trying to, like she was like, some people are just. She was explaining it like I was dying. <laughs> I mean, it's true. Yeah. I mean, we're all dying. Yeah. Why is this something that came up like right off the beginning? Because. Like the meeting place was like in a church, and she was a very Christian woman. Man, so she just had to point out the fact that you were Jewish. Yeah, like, lots of people eat out mail. Yeah. Weren't there people there that didn't go to church? Then how did she introduce yeah, them? They're still fine, good Christian people because they're white. They um, were all white. If there's one thing I want to express in this so podcast, white. that I truly believe, suburban moms are wild. They're just they're wild. <laughs> they have the weirdest beliefs, and they enforce them on kids. And then eventually, you're talking about it to other friends and be like. Did your mom used to tell you all the time that aliens are real and are living among us? And you're like, no, that's just suburban mom shit right there. Which is definitely something my mom used to tell me. <laughs> oh, boy. Good times. He's, that's he's, weird. He's, he's, uh, he's a Jew. 
How do you? Why does that come up? I'm so confused. <laughs> because we were in the church and she was asking everyone, like, "Hey, what do you, what do you do when you go to church?" And I was like, "Hey, I don't go to church." And oh, and she did she guess maybe? Yeah. Yes. Oh man, suburban moms are wild. Oh. Well, it's like how how is this such a foreign concept? Do you know white women make everything their fucking business? Right, but I'm just so surprised because it was like my when I did Cub Scouts, it was just like at the school cafeteria. So well, like, see, this was Boy Scouts. Oh, okay. Where shit gets way dumber. I I guess that's I've never did Boy Scouts. Good. Yeah, Boy Scouts are weird. That's so weird. I no, I I just can't believe because it's like, there. I mean, there just weren't other kids. That's just so rude. Like, <laughs> I don't see how this is such a foreign like thing to you though. Yeah, man, mom's... <laughs> Luke went off to pee, by the way. Yeah. And hit the table. I grew up here in Chicago. What suburb? Not in a suburb, in Chicago. The literal city of... Oh, God. Also, it's not a suburban mom, then. Yeah, this wasn't a suburban well, mom. It was a city mom. In spirit. I, mean, I, I grew... So, by the time I was there, I was living in Portage Park. Portage Park is super close to Norwich. Like... Literally a few blocks away from my house. You're in fucking Norwich. I always feel like it's a cop out. They didn't call it Norwich Park. Norwich Park, yeah. yeah. Norwich like Park, Norwich park. park. Yeah. All right. No. All right. Well, yeah. Jesus. Okay. Well, I mean, or. All right. So I think Steve's recommending Jesus. <laughs> I recommend Jesus. Is yeah. he in your soul? Because you should five get him out of ten. Five out of four stars. How many Goro arms are we talking? Uh, I'm, I'm giving it. Four girl thumbs ups for Jesus. <laughs> nice. I'm, giving, I'm giving Jesus four girl thumbs up and two big toes. Nice. Ooh, shit. He is our Lord and Savior. And one erection. Oh, he's our Lord <laughs> and dirty Savior. Only one, though. Okay. He's, got, he's packing three just in case. You never know, man. Well, one for the ghost, one for the father, and one for him. I just I just realized I referred to him as the ghost. And we could do that for the Holy Ghost. Why if you say, Hey, it's the ghost, you know who it is. Yeah. It's the Holy Ghost coming through. <laughs> Luke is now in my bathroom singing September. It's it's been a good one. We turned it around, guys. Um, so getting to plugs. I don't have any other than my Twitter. I mean, I have shows coming up, but the thing is, like I say, we are have the backlog going again, which is nice, so I know if I plug the shows even come up in February, this will be out way after that, I'm pretty sure. Uh, so just follow me at Kirkman Brandon, as always. Uh, shoot us an email at the email I'm going to edit in the beginning of this episode, for sure, because I would like to take advantage of that. And uh, be good to your other men and women in your life. I don't know. I, I made this weird then. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and plug Brandon Kirkman's Twitter. Thank you. Um, <laughs> a tradition we're starting. And, uh, you know, go ahead and listen to this little podcast I got. It's called Podzuki. <laughs> um, real funny. Um, I get real annoyed a lot during it. Um, especially the kaiju arguments. Oh, God, yes. Um, and that's always a good time to do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh... I haven't, I haven't, <laughs> well, where am I? <laughs> I got nothing. I have an Instagram, Stevo with ten E's. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, and then uh, I work at a restaurant. You can come eat there. It's called Juno in Lincoln Park. Oh, I love that. Do you know which one it is? Do you know which one? You do you know what restaurant that is? Yeah. Uh, uh, so yeah, go tell your mommy. <laughs> nice little spice there. <laughs> And Luke? Uh, <laughs> I guess 
listen to this podcast. <laughs> Keep email, us qu- email us questions and we'll answer them. Yeah, I'm excited about that. We can make that a segment. I think that shit's actually going to happen now, which is nice. Let's uh, let's let's call that uh, Gabin with Gabora. Ooh, Gabora. That's a monster, right? I feel like it is. Gamora. Gamora. Sodom is... and Gamora. <laughs> yes, that. Gabin with Gamora. Gamora. Is that what you're talking Oh, Gamora. Gamora with Gamora. Gamora is yeah. non Godzilla one though. He's a kaiju though. Yeah. Fuck, let's figure. Don't edit my dumb thing out. <laughs> nah, it's staying. That one's staying for sure. Oh, that's what you're talking about, how you get episode, or angry all these episodes. Oh, yeah, we won't. Um, so. Magomra, that's from Upright Citizens Brigade. Oh, yeah, that that's was the, uh, fucking funny. Giant episode. Western Lobster, I think. Yeah, and then the guy who gets the Shiatsu massage oh, yeah. that can't stop Magomra! <laughs> oh, man. I love that episode. Well, so we don't have Godzilla Roars this episode, do we? We should do Mecha Godzilla Roars. Yeah. Where I'm going to figure out how to do auto tune for this somehow. <laughs> uh, may I go first? Yeah. Uh, I'll try it now. You doing okay, Luke? Yeah, I'm good. I'm doing my thing. Yeah, it's modem sounds. Just gonna go with clicking mechanical keyboard sounds. Oh, I like that too. Alright, we'll wrap that up in the can. Smoke it. We're out of here, boys. Boom. Oh. We regret that you have not yet complied with our order. This show has been brought to you by Machine Culture. in my throat. <laughs>